0: You wish to turn with me in your Bibles to Matthew's Gospel, the 25th chapter, beginning to read at the 14th verse and reading through the 30th. Once again, I'll be reading from the NIV. This is the very familiar parable of the talents. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted property to them. To one, he gave five talents of money to another two, and to another one talent, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also the one with the two talents gained two more. But the man who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received the five talents brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents, so I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with the two talents also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who received the one talent came. Master, he said, I knew that you were a hard man. Harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seeds. So I was afraid and went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. The master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvested where, where I have not sown or gathered where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so they would have returned When I returned, I would have received it back with interest. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. For everyone who has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. And throw this worthless servant outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of the teeth." May God add his blessings as we hear together his holy word. And may he give us understanding of the message that he has for us today. I don't know how many of you read the comic strips, but that's one of the best things in the paper. You find many messages there. Not too long ago in the family circus cartoon, the mother fell, saw crumbs around the cookie jar... And so she asked, well, who's been in the cookie jar? The responses from each child was the same. Dolly, not me. Billy, not me. Jeffrey, not me. PJ, not me. No one would take responsibility. We know how responsibility is. When is the last time you have said to your wife or to your fellow worker or to your friend, you know, people today just will not take responsibility? If you haven't said it, you will, because you'll encounter that. We may say it about a mechanic who says that what's wrong with our car is something we did. We may say it about a repairman who says there's nothing wrong with our appliance when we know it has just stopped working or you may say it in relation to someone who has told us that they will do something by a certain time and then they don't do it. In fact, one of the most disturbing signs in our society today is that people today will not take responsibility. They will not fulfill promises made or commitments made. You confront a person who has said that they would do something or stand by their promises and you begin to hear a variety of answers. In the business world, they may blame the market or inflation or new office machinery or computer breakdown. Employees may blame the system or they may say working conditions. On the international level, we see treaties broken. Dishonest practices going on. On the personal level, people claim lack of self-discipline or heredity or else they don't have enough time. This is something that's not new to the 21st century. Christ said the same thing as he worked among the Pharisees of his time. This is one of the lessons we learn from the scripture lesson today about the parable of talents. Christ called on, Christ talked about responsibility of those to whom the talents had been given. That's just another way of him talking about personal stewardship. Generally when we hear the word stewardship we think of time or talent or money. It's all of that, but stewardship is much more than those things. Stewardship, the basis of stewardship, is our personal accountability to Jesus Christ. It's our personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Too often we're like the little boy who was talking with his mother one day and he asked her about Christ. And So she began to tell him what it meant to receive Christ into her into his heart. And when she finished telling him, she said to him, Benji, would you like to have Jesus in your heart? Benji rolled his big blue eyes at her and he said, "No, mama. I don't want that responsibility." We want Christ to be a part of our lives, but only up to a certain point. And then we say, I don't want that responsibility. We need to be more like the story of Mark Twain. His wife was away from home one time and the mail came. And so he decided he needed to know what was in that letter that she received with her name on it. So he opened the letter and he read it and then on the back of it he wrote open by mistake to see what was in it. We need to be responsible. We need to be responsible for the promises we make, for the commitments we make, for the obligations that we as individuals assume. Think about the teachings of Jesus. He went to great lengths to explain Christian responsibility. He reminds us God is not looking for excuses. God is telling us that for results from promises and commitments have made are on our shoulders, but what is God receiving from us? Is He receiving excuses, or is He receiving? Is He receiving results? The parable we read concerns a man leaving home for an extended time, and he calls his servants in, and he gives them some money that he entrusts to them while he's gone. One is given five talents, one two, and one one talent. He told them that they all had the same responsibility and the same opportunity. Picture for a moment these three servants. The first one had five talents. If you picked a person in today's world, you might characterize that person as someone who probably is a sharp business person, who likes to obtain all the information they contain and when they get all the information, then they try to make a wise decision. This man's signs proved good to him and he took, out, took that five talents and he invested in, it, and he received five more. The man with the two talents might be described today as one who is hard working, one who does what he can with the abilities that he has and he took his two talents and he earned two more. Then there's the third man, a different type person entirely. He neither invested nor squandered his money. He took it out and he buried it in the ground. And when the master returned, he went out and he dug it up and he brought it back to him. And he said to the man, I knew you were a hard man harvesting where you have not sown, gathering where you have not scattered seeds, so I was afraid And went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. What is he really saying? He's saying, not me. Just like those family circus kids. Don't blame me, I don't want responsibility. His words are almost thoughtlessly spoken. He tries to excuse himself. But his excuses don't carry any weight. So Jesus took the talent from him, and he gave it to the other. The question is, are we as Christians like this man with the one talent? Do we offer excuses rather than results? Do we quickly say, not me, like those four kids in family Circus? If you look closely at this parable, you see the intensity with which Jesus is speaking. He's stressing the importance of living responsibly. He shows how failure to live responsibly often denies us opportunities. Someone wrote one time, opportunity is a small word with a great meaning. Lost is a smaller word with great meaning. You put the two together, and you have lost opportunity, which is a tragedy. Think about those words. If we neglect our responsibilities, if we fail to live up to the obligations we have made, what happens? We're confronted by lost opportunities. George Buttrick, in his parable of Jesus, wrote, The talents are like any other coins. They have two sides. On one side is written endowment. On the other side is written responsibility. Those are true words. With every gift that God gives us, with every opportunity that God places before us, there is always a corresponding responsibility. As the parable states, there is always a time to give account for what we've been given. God doesn't play favorites. No one is God's special pick. To us it may have seemed that someone else has more talent or more abilities than we have, but God loves all of us equally. We all have the responsibility to live up to what God has given us to do, and we prove that best by doing what we can and where we are when God places us. Remember the story of the widow and her two pennies? Jesus said she gave more than all the rest. She gave what was hers to give with no worries about what someone else was doing. We're not asked how many talents or abilities that we have. The concern that God has is for faithful Responsible using of what we have assumed. He looks at faithfulness to show responsibility. He is concerned that as his people we're responsible for our commitments and our promises and our obligations. How do we do a better job? We begin by reminding ourselves that life is a stewardship. Life is an entrustment. God. Life is something God has given to all of us. It's a gift from God. And it has to be treated like that. It applies equally to the widow's might or to great fortune, to talents or abilities that we may have. It applies to, it applies to vows and obligations we have assumed. Everything we have, everything we are, is a gift from God. The question always before us is, are we responsible? Are we accountable? Then we also need to discover responsibility of living for God on a daily basis. God is not an absentee owner. He's invested in us and he looks for return on whatever investment he has made in us, whether it's one talent or ten talents. Responsible living sometimes calls on us to do an uphill climb to fulfill the commitments we've made. But always remember that God, who has endowed us, will also provide us the energy to do what he's called us to do. With his help, we can and we must fulfill the responsibilities that are ours. With God's help, we can live up to the vows and promises and commitments and obligations that we've made. We all have responsibilities. Are we meeting them by living responsibly? Are we giving God a good account of our stewardship, including our time, our talent, our money, life itself, Or do we simply make excuses or do as little as possible or go out and bury our talent in the ground? I think those are very relevant questions as we consider the participation that we had in today's sacrament of baptism. If you look at the sacrament of baptism overall, one of the primary goals is responsibility. Patrick and Meredith, have promised to bring up Morgan and Tanner to love God, to provide them a Christian home, a home that is filled with commitment and love for each other and love for God and love for neighbor. That's certainly a task that requires dedication and commitment and responsibility on their part. But what about you as a congregation? You stood today. Was that standing just to stand? or did you stand with meaning? Did you stand to fulfill the responsibility of setting before these children and all of these children in the church a good example of what it means to be a Christian, what it means to love God, to love others, of how to fulfill life, how to fulfill the commitments and obligations you've made? Are you faithful in the responsibility that you had when you stood? The same is true for all Christians, whether they're grandparents or aunts or uncles or Christian friends or neighbors. All of us have the responsibility as a Christian for helping the children we know and the children of our community grow to be those who love Jesus Christ. The question always before us is, are we living that responsibly or do we give excuses Or do we do as little as we can? Or do we say, not me? The key to all stewardship, the key to all faithfulness, lies in what we understand these words to mean. You are not your own. You are bought with a price. How seriously do we as Christians, as church members, as parents, as neighbors, as friends, how seriously do we take those words? You are not your own. You are bought with a price. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Father, what a wondrous gift you have given us. You have given us life. You've given us talents and abilities. Above all, you've given us an opportunity to live an example for others by the way we live and react to others, the way we treat them, the words we speak, the deeds that we do, whatever they see us doing. Help us to know, Lord, that we are an example of you and of your church and help us to be responsible Christians wherever we go, particularly in relation to our children and our young people. Let us not just tell them, but let us show them by the example of our lives what it means to love you and to serve you and to serve others. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen.